to give you guys a couple of quick updates before we get the show started. So stick with me real fast because I'm going to try to run through this quickly. So the first one is that you will no longer be hearing third-party ads because I am very particular about what brands I support and always have been that way. Uh, I am happy to see a lot of people waking up and no longer supporting certain brands, but um, as somebody who's always been that way, I, I honestly love to see it. I love to see that other people are waking up finally. Um, with that being said, I will now be very picky about what brands I allow to advertise on my podcast. And if any previous ads were offensive in any way, I do apologize. We don't get to choose um, under the Spotify platform who the third party ads are from. Um, and honestly, being on the Spotify platform is pretty trash. Um, and I can't, I will be moving my podcast as soon as I can. But just to kind of let you all know why you won't be hearing ads. And I'm sure you don't care. <laughs> so this podcast going forward, uh, you shouldn't hear any. And if you do, you can skip those because I'm not being paid for those. Anything previously, if you want me to get a few cents, you can, <laughs> you can let the ad play. Um, the second update is that because I am in the process of moving and you all know I am dealing with some health issues um, that are more of a, a, a much bigger focus right now. I am not going to be taking any personal readings, so I'm not ignoring your emails or anything like that. I just want you all to know that um, you will be getting a email back from, from me. It's going to be an automated email just letting you know that, just in case you don't hear this part of the show. And um, the last update is that when I recorded this, it was right before um, the new Love is Blind episodes came out because I didn't know when they did. I don't subscribe to Netflix. And so when I watch Love is Blind, it's not through Netflix. I'm just going to leave it at that. If you want to know how I do that, please feel free to message me on TikTok. <laughs> I have no problems telling y'all how I watch Netflix for free um, or anything else for free. I have no problem sharing that. I'm not going to gatekeep it, but I can't post it on my podcast or just post it on social media. I'm not allowed to do that. But I think you all know what I'm referring to. Wink, wink. But now we can get into the show. <laughs> Bonjour, new moons. I am Josie, the Afro-Latina Regina George of Witchery, and you are tuned in to the frequency of the Luanova podcast. And this week, we are going to, in true love witch form, take some lessons from reality TV. Now, um, <clears throat> I'm not the biggest fan of this show. I think it's a little, I think it has a certain uh, message it's trying to send that I don't agree with, but TikTok in particular, and I'm pretty sure other social media platforms, but definitely TikTok has become obsessed with this show, likely because there's so many terrible things going on in the world right now. And I am referring to the, the, I'm sorry, season six of Love is Blind on Netflix. Okay. So let's go ahead and get started. I don't think that it's by coincidence that the couples on, on Love is Blind are typically uh, very so-called religious, very, um, some of them are very conservative. I think that there's a particular message that this show was originally supposed to be sending, but it's definitely not. If anything, is kind of showing us how, how hypocritical these types of people can be. 
Okay. <laughs> and we're seeing a ton of that in season six. I have not watched Love is Wine since I believe season two. I think that's when we were all on lockdown for the pandemic. And I'll be honest, as somebody who's had COVID and God knows what else this new virus is, I can genuinely say, although COVID had a very strong and lasting effect on me, that um, I genuinely miss the lockdown. I, as an introvert, I miss everything about not having to be around people, not having to interact with people, all of that. Love it. Love everything about that. People keeping their distance, all of it. It was awesome. But <laughs> I digress. <clears throat> I um, actually am re-recording this episode because I don't think that any of these couples need to be married. Not one. Not one. And it might sound like, well, the the... And their names escape me right now. I want to say, is it Amy? Oh my goodness. The the girl who is um, Puerto Rican and the guy she's with is white. And I'm sorry that that's how I'm describing them. That's the best way I can describe their background. So that maybe you can um, uh, maybe remember a little bit of what they look like. They both kind of have curlyish hair. His is blondish. Hers is like a jet black really cute couple even they i don't think should just run down the aisle and hurry up and get married but i can see them having a long-lasting relationship that leads to marriage i just don't think it's something that they should rush into um but i do i do think that they are the only couple this season that i think wow yeah they're they're gonna do really well but the reason why I say that they shouldn't just be running down the aisles, I don't think anybody should just be running down the aisle. I don't care if you have been together for five years and one of you is just really not ready. You have to reevaluate if that what that means. Does this mean that maybe this person is not the right one for you? You don't have to stay in a relationship because you've been together a certain amount of time. You don't have to get married because everybody else thinks it's the right time for you or because you're turning 30 or because you've reached a certain financial uh, milestone. That's not, that's not it. Marriage is not just something you're checking off of your list. You are choosing to legally bind yourself to somebody. So before you do that, I'm saying this is somebody who is happily, all caps, all caps, because people like to ignore this part, happily divorced and was married too young, that there is no rush. I am saying this to my younger self. There is no rush. Why are you rushing just because you reach certain career milestones? That is the dumbest shit ever. Why are you reaching? Why are you getting married? Because, oh, well, I'm 28 and we've been together a while. But do you actually want to be married? Do you, do you feel like you're actually at a point in your life where you wholeheartedly love yourself so much so that the lack of love from anybody else won't matter? That is when you are ready for a serious relationship with anybody. It requires a certain high level of self-love. This is why I'm always pushing that and telling you that these desperate-ass love spells are asinine and make no sense, okay? I'm not telling you love spells don't work. They absolutely work, but they should be called something else because they're not love. It's not love. You, you, don't, you don't ever have to force somebody to love you. You don't ever have to force anything when it comes to a genuine relationship where you're supposed to be together, okay? So the reason, um, another reason why I wanted to completely redo this episode is that I was thoroughly going over each couple and this episode ended up being originally a little too long 
And so rather than getting into <laughs> this long analysis of every single couple, I'm going to shorten it. And so there will be a part two instead. That way I can kind of go over everything. So we're actually going to start with Clay and AD. Personally, I'm not a big fan of her nickname AD, but it doesn't matter if that's what she goes by. That's what she goes by. I think her, her name, uh, I believe her name's Amber. I think that's a lot cuter. She looks like her name. She is so cute. And it's not in any way to be like offensive to her. I just <laughs> think her nickname is kind of giving like Saved by the Bell. But <laughs> I um, want to point out before I even get started on Clay and AD that the red flags that have been pointing out that have been pointed out about the men um, are very 100% accurate. However, nobody seems to be pointing out the red flags about the women. And there needs to be a balance. And I'm typically always on the woman's side. But this season, I was having a hard time being on anybody's side except Brittany. And I would say that the rest of the cast definitely needs to do some soul searching, um, some meditating, some journaling, some therapy, everything. And really evaluate what it means to be married, legally married to somebody and think of yourself 20 years from now and will that version of you be happy with the decision that you're making today okay because it is a big decision and I wish that I had just been honest and said to my ex-husband, who is an outstanding person, that we're just not there, we're just not ready, and we're trying to get married because we feel like it's the right time to, when it's, and we don't really have a real reason. We don't... <laughs> <coughs> and so when I see other people continuously follow that same pattern, I wish I could stop it. And forgive my coughing, I... um. And mostly over my illness, but um, it's still lingering. And that has a lot to do with um, the chronic illness that I have kind of, you know, making other illnesses that I, that, that I might catch, like a cold. Um, it, it means that it takes longer for me to heal. So, I, excuse me for the coughing. But Clay and AD. Clay, um, overall, and AD are both likable separately. They seem like they would be a lot of fun to be friends with, a lot of fun to hang out with. And I wish that I genuinely could understand because I haven't seen it in any of the episodes why they think they're ready for marriage. I don't think either one of them is ready for marriage. I think that there's been a focus on Clay possibly being unfaithful, but I don't see there being a difference in AD. AD openly was flirting with... Um, Oh my goodness, why does his name escape me? I keep wanting to call him Jimmy, but is it was he Jimmy? Let me actually look that up. <laughs> okay, so yes, I was correct. It was Jimmy that AD was flirting with. I don't think that the way that Jimmy behaved was okay, and I will get to that in a moment when I discuss him and Chelsea and Jessica, but um, AD in encouraging the flirting was not it either you see when you are with somebody and they are the love of your life and you just can't imagine being with anybody else the idea 
of somebody else blatantly flirting with you, being right in your face, pretty much going to disgust you. It's pretty much going to gross you out because you don't see anybody else that way. You have no desire to be with anybody else. And yes, it's, it's fine to accept a compliment. Um, it's fine to be obviously as somebody who's extremely confident, I love to see other women that are confident. I love to see other people that are confident. And this is what I see a lot with AD. And I love that side of her. She looked outstanding in the blue dress. Everything about that dress was flawless. And she has the, one of the most amazing bodies I've ever seen in my life. So that none of that is the issue. The issue is how you respond to a man who is not your man, giving you a compliment that is not appropriate. Now, he may have been apologizing and saying, I didn't mean any disrespect. And that's fine. And that really should have just been the end of it. You know, like, oh, it's fine. You know, I appreciate the compliment. That's it. That's it. I'm not saying you can't interact with the opposite sex because I hope you do. Yeah, that's, that would be weird if you don't know how to interact with other people. Um, even if you're introverted like I am, you have to have some communication skills, Kenneth. But I <laughs> also want to say that there is a, a line that nobody should have to tell you about. That nobody should have to be... Um, standing next to you to make sure that you're, you know, not crossing things like that. So this emphasis on clay being this guy who's probably going to cheat is kind of blowing my mind because I'm like, well, guys, did you not see the way that AD was behaving with Jimmy? Because it was odd. It wasn't like somebody who's happily engaged. It wasn't like somebody who, um, can't imagine her life without anybody else. And in her defense, none of these, like, no one actually knows each other that well. So they are getting to know each other. However, there's a difference between getting to know people, especially the people you're on a cast with, and flirting with them or allowing them to say things that are sexually inappropriate. Absolutely not. Okay. And I will die on that hill. I'm sorry. I don't think that that was appropriate. And it kind of showed me that she was not in fact ready. Um, Clay running to his mother about... AD, <laughs> AD's behavior, it was odd. It, it, it was the biggest red flag to me. It was a, please run girl. This is not the right man for you. He didn't offer you, offer you his sweater when he, when you're cold. His, and as somebody on TikTok uh, mentioned, his sweater looks so cozy. It really did. And honestly, it wouldn't matter if it was paper thin. You didn't even offer. You're not a gentleman. You're not thinking of your partner. You're still thinking of just you. And therefore, if you can't think of your partner first, because yes, you're going to put you first. That's like a human instinct, but you're also going to put your partner first. You're also going to think of them and how things affect them. And that is a sign of being ready to legally bind yourself to somebody else. <laughs> I don't think that they need to be married. Um, I'm not concerned about a, uh, I'm sorry about Clayton cheating, cheating. I'm not saying that he's not going to cheat. I'm saying what I see from his point of view is somebody who is struggling with if they're even ready for this sort of a commitment and you know i don't when he when he basically is like i don't want to cheat what i'm seeing is somebody who's like i don't i don't want to be like my father i don't want to be like these men even if they're men that i've looked up to even if they're people i'm friends with i don't want to be like them and therefore it's time to do some soul searching it's time to have some difficult conversations with your father with your friends with these people who cheat 
And if they get upset, then that's on them. But if you really want to get into the mind of why somebody is cheating, you got to ask them. It's that simple. And if you really feel that like you're not capable of being faithful, then why on earth would you be even considering marriage? You are not ready. And anytime that you are running to your parents to tell them everything that your partner did wrong, you are definitely not ready for even a serious relationship because a marriage is between two people. I don't care if you have children or whatever. I don't care who gets upset because your children will one day grow up and move on with their life and they will get married and they should be putting their spouse first. Okay. But this does not mean that you don't care about your family and you don't care about your kids and your dog. It means that you are a team now, the both of you, you are saying those vows to that person okay so if you are genuinely ready it is with the idea that everything will not be about just you it will be about both of you it will be with the idea that if you have children already or if you plan to have children that yes your children are important and you're going to take care of them and you have to understand that one day they're going to grow up and they're going to move on therefore you're not including them in your fights you're not including them in the gossip in your relationship and that goes for your parents as well your parents have their own thing to to worry about their own life and they're always going to be biased and anytime that their children are hurt they're going to feel a little upset with your significant other and it's not so much that they are not capable of being unbiased it's that it's really unfair to even put them in that in that area to where they're they're not sure what to say yes a lot of parents will just take their kids side no matter what but then there's other parents who are are like well let's think about this well you know now i'm uncomfortable now i'm included in this and i didn't ask to be don't include people in your relationship period if you are not ready to have these these difficult conversations with your partner without running to everybody else to get their opinion then you're just you're just not ready to be married and, and honestly you're certainly not ready to be in a serious relationship because you you can't grasp the fact that it's about it's supposed to be about the two of you okay that's it So the next couple I'm going to discuss is Chelsea and Jimmy, and I'm going to throw in Jessica. Uh, not sure about Jimmy's thought process. If maybe he chose Chelsea because she seemed easier to get along with um, and was in fact hoping that she looked like Megan Fox the way she said. But Jimmy, like the rest of the cast, I, I was very confused as to what he is doing on this show. I understand that a lot of people come on reality shows for fame, but the idea of coming on a reality show and having to legally marry somebody that you don't even like, I, I would love to understand the thought process of wanting to be famous that bad. Because you're not going to be the level of fame of like Beyonce or Bad Bunny that's... <laughs> Not from that, not from, from going and making a fool of yourself because you don't actually, you're basically telling the world, I don't have a real talent, but I'm willing to do anything to be famous. It's not making sense to me. It's not adding up. And I'm not at all saying that that's what Jimmy is doing. That's just how it's coming across. That's how all, uh, honestly, the majority of this cast is coming across. So it's not an attack on just Jimmy, but once he saw what, um, Chelsea looked like, he was not honest 
and and he didn't tell her hey i'm not attracted to you i think he should have because even if you this is based on not you know what you look like this is based on getting to know this person you still need to be honest with them now i'll be honest with you I don't, like a lot of you i don't think jimmy's much to look at uh the, the audacity to behave the way that he has blows my mind but I, i'm not surprised <laughs> but um I think that Chelsea is just as much of an issue. Chelsea is deeply insecure. There might be some wounds from her previous marriage that she has not overcome. She uh, also seems to be deeply insecure when it comes to Jessica, which makes sense. Jessica is extremely attractive. But when you have a certain level of confidence and a certain level of self-love, it wouldn't matter what the what someone else looks like. It wouldn't matter that you're, you know, talking to different people because she obviously was also having conversations with Trevor. I'm not going to mention Trevor because we all know he already had a girlfriend and it's not really important to today's topic. But um, Chelsea creates a lot of issues that are not there. And so that deep insecurity of not feeling affirmed has to has to start with affirming yourself has to start with showing up for yourself with seeing yourself as the great person that you are because i see some greatness in there and it's really disheartening that she doesn't see it a lot of us see it in her like this is somebody who comes across as just like a really nice girl you know nothing negative really but she always needs to be liked based on what other people think she likes things like she she reminds me of those idiots that were like running after and i'm not calling her an idiot that were um chasing the the valentine's day uh stanley cup just because it's a stanley cup i i i just boxed up a ton of stanley cups guys by the way and um as i was doing so and i was like this box is so heavy i had i realized i have not actually used any of those cups in months and I bought them before this was there was some giant craze and when I look back at it I'm just like golly I got I got got too and that's perfectly fine to feel that I got got feeling but not in a relationship <laughs> because Jimmy is not a Stanley, Stanley Cup he's a real human being and if he's not what you thought he was then why are we hanging on for dear life let it go he's not it he's just not it and he's definitely not into you you can do better so stop hanging on to this stanley cup just because it's a stanley just what for what it, it's it serves no real purpose it's not special and yes i'm referring to jimmy as a stanley cup it's completely pointless and so um when it comes to jessica this is also somebody who is deeply insecure Jessica so badly wants to be married and wants a father for her kid that she completely overlooks when somebody's just not even that into her. When somebody is not giving her the love and affection that she deserves. You cannot rely just on looks. I did promo modeling for various clothing companies for years and it did not inflate any sort of my ego. I have always been uh, extremely confident. Uh, I would say that ever since I was about 18 is when I woke up one day and was like, I am the baddest bitch ever. And not only am I the baddest bitch, I am Brazilian. So of course, like it's just in the DNA. But 
there is a difference between that level of confidence and cockiness. And so saying to Jimmy, oh, you're going to regret your decision when you see what I look like comes from a deeply insecure place because you are leading with your looks. You are leading with, look at how, what a great wife I would be because I, I was sent you this long, unnecessary note and you gave me nothing back. <laughs> I want all of you to understand that when you pour your heart out, it better be to somebody who deserves it. It better be to somebody who sees how great you are, no matter what you look like. That's great that you're really attractive. As somebody who is really attractive and is used to men throwing themselves at me, none of that ever did anything for me. The reason why I'm in the relationship that I'm in now is that what stood out to me is that when we had conversations on the phone, he was actually listening and remembering things that I was saying and engaging and pouring his heart out too. It, I, and this is, as you all know, Scorpios tend to be kind of the opposite. They don't just pour their heart out to anybody. They don't just open up to just anybody. And so I was paying this, I was paying a lot of attention to what I was receiving back and that and how often was he going to mention my looks? I was paying attention to that too, because I've definitely had that happen. And I've definitely had men make a lot of stupid assumptions about me based on appearance. And so to Jessica, I would say, when you stop leading with just your looks and you just be the great person that you are, then men will begin, men will begin to, you'll begin to attract the kind of men that you deserve. Because you'll, the Jimmies of the world will always be attracted to you but they don't know what to do with you. They don't know what to do with you being a great mom. They don't know what to do with you being a, a good person who genuinely cares and is gonna write you these long, beautiful love notes. They don't know what to do with that because all they see is what you look like because all you lead with is what you look like. And also wanting to ever be somebody's side chick, somebody's third wheel. Oh my God, no, absolutely not. This goes for all of you. If you are not the first choice, then you're not the choice. They are not worthy of you ever. You are nobody's second choice. You are nobody's second option. Okay. There is not a spell in the world that I'm ever going to suggest to you to do on somebody to get them to like you, to get them to see you as number one. You have to see you as number one. Always. <sighs> My goodness. So the next couple I'm going to discuss is Laura and Jeremy. I hate the way he spells his name. I know we all do. Um, it's not his fault. <laughs> but I'm not going to really um, stay too much on them because uh, every lesson that could be learned is very obvious. Uh, Jeremy has no business being with anybody, period. No one. Not a relationship. Not even a pet. He um, comes across on this show as a really terrible person. And even when he allegedly um, released a statement trying to make himself look better. I didn't read it, um, which is why I'm saying allegedly because I didn't take the time to read it. Uh, it didn't improve anything. And <laughs> I don't think Laura is that great either. That was, we saw another example of getting in front of family and telling them everything wrong with your partner and all, and naming all of these unimportant things that made 
him unacceptable in her eyes and things that she saw that needed to be fixed in her eyes. And I, I just didn't think it was okay to repeatedly bash Jeremy based on something as stupid as Hawaiian shirts or, you know, even just find, trying to find things to nitpick at him about was uncomfortable and odd to watch because I didn't understand what that was about or <coughs> why even if you feel this way why even bother if why, honestly you're going to have an issue with everybody if that's the case you're never going to like anyone because we all have our quirks and we all have things that maybe the wrong person won't get about us and so it was <laughs> blatantly obvious that they aren't a good match whatsoever because if you are concerned about shirts or that he is a lot cleaner than you expected him to be and somehow that's an issue for you then wh why are you even bothering it is as though you are looking for an issue to be there so i don't think that laura is any better than jeremy other the only thing i would say is that she once she works on herself and overcoming what makes her have these issues that aren't there with people, then she'll be more than ready for uh, a happy marriage. But nitpicking repeatedly <laughs> can grow into a much bigger issue. Jeremy allegedly, and as far as I've seen, it's been confirmed, So, I'm, but I'm still going to say allegedly. <coughs> Excuse me. He came on the show engaged or was recently engaged before coming on to Love is Blind. And <laughs> I, I don't know if the child in the picture that we saw is his child. He didn't discuss it from what I've seen. But that, of course, no one knew of at first. But now that we do, we see who the kind of person he really is, you know. And as far as how he's behaved with Sarah Ann. <laughs> uh, none of that is surprising. We know he cheated. Uh, we know Sarah Ann is one of these fake conservatives who pretends to be holier than thou, but is actually really not. So there's not a lot here that we can learn from other than these are the kind of people you definitely need to avoid. I, I don't feel like any of my new moons really need me to push that any further. All three of the people I just mentioned, <laughs> avoid those personality types at all, at all cost, please, please for me. <laughs> and so the next couple I'm going to get to is Kenneth and Brittany. Brittany, in all of the years that I've watched silly reality shows, and I don't really watch very many of them, but you know, there's been some here and there, is probably hands down top three people I've ever come across on a reality show that comes across as both genuine and amazing. And from a witch's standpoint, I oftentimes, and a lot of you can relate to this, especially if you live in a red state, you come across a lot of fake Christians. You come across a lot of like odd judgments about who you are and odd judgments about anything that's not quote unquote Christian. And Brittany is the epitome uh, from what we've seen of how a Christian should behave there was no judgment there was no preaching there was nothing she just came on the show and she was just being herself she was genuine she was kind 
Uh, she was a great communicator. We saw her thoroughly listening, thoroughly really trying to get to know Kenneth. And it was really heartbreaking to see her be mistreated the way that she was. In the beginning, we, we all wanted to like Kenneth. And so Brittany is not really the lesson here. The only thing that I would say is that all out of all of them, she's the only one that I can see being, um, and uh, other than the, the couple that I mentioned, um, that Jimmy and Amy, I believe, um, that I can see being definitely ready when the time is right to be married. Yeah. Now, um, again, with Jimmy and Amy, it's not so much that I don't think that they're going to work. It's that I don't think that they should rush it, but I can see them having a long lasting marriage. Um, I won't pull out the tarot for that, <laughs> but I could see that happening. Brittany is somebody who, although she's only 24, uh, when she really is ready and I think she should take her time being only 24, she's going to be an outstanding wife and mother if that's what she wants. Absolutely. I loved that she was so open when it came to race and um, really came across as like a true ally. But this isn't about uh, how much, how great I think Brittany is. This is, <laughs> however, I will end that by saying that is how Christians from my, uh, from my point of view should behave. And <laughs> uh, as a witch, I didn't feel uncomfortable by, by her whatsoever. Kenneth, on the other hand, is the epitome of every type of so-called Christian that I avoid. I didn't like, of course, how he lacked communication. He was gaslighting Brittany. He was just rude. I understand that some of us suffer with anxiety. I have severe anxiety, which is really common with Virgos. Fun fact, he's also a Virgo. <laughs> However, you don't get to mistreat people based on your anxiety. You don't get to get to mistreat people based on any sort of mental health issues whatsoever. Absolutely not. You have to communicate with the person that you are choosing to marry and let them know what is going on. When they were in the Dominican Republic and they are on a boat and they're looking over the water at one point, he's just very quiet. He's giving Brittany nothing. She's trying to have a conversation with him. And outside of dolphins, he has literally nothing to say to her. In that moment, he could have said something that Clayton actually said, which is, I'm just taking in the, I'm just taking this all in. I'm just sitting here enjoying the moment. And that is a way to reassure your partner. I'm not ignoring you. I'm not not listening to you, but you still need to engage. You still need to be present. If you are not capable of doing that, you don't need to be in any sort of a relationship. And if somebody is crying and telling you that they're not receiving affection, that they don't feel like you really are that into them, you don't turn around and, and gaslight them and basically tell them that they're the problem. But, oh, but I'm, I woke you up in the middle of the night. What do you mean? I was trying to be affectionate with you then, even though I know you needed to get up for work. What? <laughs> Absolutely not. Affection is not based on your time and your time only. Being loving and caring to somebody is not based on whenever you say so. That's not love. That's not, that's not even kind. There's nothing kind and loving about that. And I can't fathom 
re- behaving one way before you met face to face and then being a doing a complete 360 and behaving a completely different way in person she did not deserve that Brittany deserved a lot better and I hope we see her on a on a upcoming season but when somebody is beginning to show you giant massive stadium size red flags I want you to take a page from Brittany and bring it up don't wait okay do not wait it doesn't matter if it's five years in. It doesn't matter if it's one month in. You've got to speak up. And that's what she did. And if that person reacts to you in a way where they try to turn it around on you and make it about an issue with you, will you do this and you do that? And well, I tried, so it's on you. That person does not care about you whatsoever. And I hate to be the one to say that to you, but it, it is very much so the truth. That's not love. That's not how you love somebody. So in conclusion, before I get to the collective tarot reading, this is why I keep telling you self-love is important because we're seeing firsthand what happens when you don't have it. And the people that say, oh, I hate when people say that you just need to have self-love because you do. You can hate it all you want to. It doesn't make it any less true because you do. You can't feel this level of pain and loneliness when you understand how great you are doesn't mean that you're never going to be lonely. doesn't mean you're never going to have any pain. However, you enjoy your own company. You enjoy being around you. You enjoy you. You love you. And so somebody else coming into the picture just makes it that much greater. Just makes your connection even stronger because you both understand your own greatness. And so combined, now you're ready. Now you're having that union that, you know, the divine wanted you to have, that the universe is bringing together. Now you have it because it's not forced. Okay. But on to the collective reading. You all know the pink unicorn in the room is my disclaimer. A collective tarot reading is meant for a collective audience. If you want to book a personal tarot reading with me in this, and I'm actually going to stop mentioning this um, after this episode. Um, you can email the show at luanovapodcast at outlook.com. And the reason why I'm going to stop mentioning that you can email me to book personal tarot readings with me is that I always put this in the show notes. So if you can see it on there, I've said it every single episode since I, as far back as I can remember. And <laughs> I, at this point, I just feel like I'm repeating myself. So I am going to stop mentioning that over and over and over again. Okay. I don't shuffle any particular amount of times and I only do a one card reading when I'm uh, doing collective reading with personal tarot readings you get to choose the kind of reading that you want okay so what is your card for the week what is your card okay hopefully none of you are about to have a terrible love is blind moment definitely don't recommend going on this show personally and I'm not sponsored to talk about the show I just thought as a love witch that there were a lot of lessons here about relationships that I wanted to discuss with you and so I am planning for there to be a part two I'm just not sure if it's going to be the next episode or if it'll just be coming up uh soon okay but your card for the week is the ace of swords 
Yay! Great card, by the way. The Ace of Swords features the hand of the divine, or the hand of your ancestors, or the hand of one of your favorite planets, etc. Let's think of it as the as Jupiter, even. Okay. And the reason I say that is that Jupiter is is associated with success and greatness. Think about how big Jupiter is, and if it had a hand coming out of the sky. Okay. And so think think of it, <coughs> the size of Jupiter next to the size of Earth. Okay. And so. The hand of Jupiter comes out and it has a sword with a crown. That is the Ace of Swords. So you're going to have Ace of Swords energy this week, which means that you, we are going to be honest with people. Not rude, not angry, not unnecessarily vindictive and evil, but we are going to tell them the truth. We are going to expect them to tell us the truth. There's going to be some breakthroughs in either your relationship or your career or something that you're learning, but there's going to be some big breakthroughs for you coming up this week. Okay. And so it sparks some newer ideas for you. Um, the ideas are flowing. We just had a full moon in Virgo. And so it's not uncommon that you might be taking on some of the Virgo energy where we tend to be very, um, we tend to analyze everything to death and we are all about the details. So you're going to go in to this week with some of that energy because it's even when it's no longer a full moon, that full moon energy is something that you can take on with you the whole month. Okay. Uh, I oftentimes mention the new moon, but of course I'm going to mention the full moon anytime it's one that's significant. And of course it was in my, my Zodiac. So it was very significant to me. And it was also a difficult one for a lot of people because Virgos make you want to be better. And sometimes wanting to be better is, is painful. We tend to do this to ourselves. It can be a very painful process. So it was a very painful full moon for a lot of people, but it was necessary. Okay. And I know a lot of us are dealing with a lot of things that we're seeing in the news, etc., and, and also in our personal lives. And so you're needing this ace of swords energy. You need that breakthrough. You need to have a glimmer of good news and success. You need that. And you're going to have it this week. Okay. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. Obrigada, new moons. That means thank you, Guest. Take a moment to say thank you to yourself. Thank you for stay sticking with me. If you're not a Love is Blind fan and you got through this whole episode. <laughs> because you still, you know, hopefully you still got something out of it. Uh, part two will not be next week. I've actually um, decided right now that what I already want to do for next week's episode. But part two will be coming either as part of that episode meaning I'll just wrap it up really fast or it'll be its own episode within the coming uh, two weeks. That sounded weird. Within the next two weeks. <laughs> okay. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can follow my TikTok at Josie the Mustang. Um, I do actually follow people back who, but you have to message me and, and ask me to follow you back. Otherwise I won't know. Um, I've been getting a lot more followers lately. So, you know, you know the vibes. Also, as I said at the beginning of the show, I'm currently not taking any personal readings, so no new clients. Um, if you're already a previous client, then you already know the deal that um, I'm moving. 
And with my health concerns, I am focusing a lot more on that. Don't worry, the collective readings are going to stay the same because it honestly is a lot easier to do a collective reading for everybody than it is to individually reach out, reach back out to everyone. Okay. But I always appreciate every single message that I get from all of you on uh, TikTok or Luanova. You can still send questions in. Um, I do get questions for the show. A lot of time I just answer it. I never answer them on the show. <laughs> I should probably do better about that. I think I would answer two questions um, on the actual show, but I always say one day I'm going to make an episode where I'm answering all your questions. I don't know when that'll be. It could be season two, three, four, eight. Who knows? But either way, have a great weekend and I will talk to you next weekend. Ciao.